Hey friends, I'm JB, and I'm Sarah, and this is the Go Podcast. Do you want to intro it? Not really, but... I mean, you can't. I Normally, I'm just the one that I'm jumping like, hey, what's up? Yo, but... yo, yo, I'm JB, and I'm in the 1990s. I don't say yo, yo, yo. Sometimes you do. I've said it like once. <laughs> you say it every time. I don't. I, I say, every what's up, podcast. guys? That's what I yo, say. yo, yo, what's up, guys? guys what's up, dog? That's not true. <laughs> not even true. Hey, guys. It's Sarah and JB, and we are excited to record our second podcast of the year. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. And you said Sarah and JB, which is totally fine, but it just threw me off. Oh, because I didn't say your name first? Yeah. Is that like a male ego thing? Well, it's thing, like, it's or? the Go Podcast with JB and Sarah. I guess that's our title. We should change it to the Go Podcast with Sarah and JB. We could. Because equality. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I would be okay with it, but then I'd have to do the work to do the graphic again. I really You don't trust me with that. that element of it. I hate intro. Okay. Hi. I am Sarah. This is JB, and we're the Go Podcast with JB and Sarah. We're we're recording live. Like this is what people are gonna hear. This is not live. Oh, it's so live. Do you think it's interesting that our podcast podcast is called the Go Podcast, and all we can do is stay right now? It's interesting. It's interesting to me. So yeah, I. That's intriguing. In my Bible reading, I always circle the word go, just because it's something between me and God, and I think it's important that our faith is active and all the things, and so I just circle it every time I see it and I just laugh every time right now because we have to stay mm-hmm. and I'm just like I would love to go I would love to go do this or that or whatever and I got to go to Dollar General tonight you did and to Dairy Dream Dairy Dream so there is this local ice cream place in my hometown called Dairy Dream that's so so good and so yep Jonathan went and got ice cream and I feel it like unplanned. it's a risk you know like it's a calculated risk. Did we get the virus from that? I really hope not. They had like the like good masks on, like the medical grade masks. Really? Yeah. Isn't that kind of bad? Like, aren't those bad? Aren't those bad? Aren't you supposed to like save those for medical I don't stuff? Know. Probably, but it made me feel better about my ice cream. That's <laughs> true. I feel so. better. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was good to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's been a few days that have been warmer, so we've been able to leave the house and go for walks or whatever, and that's been been great. And then there's been days where it's just been gross out. So yeah, I'm if ready. If it would for just it rain, even if it's a little colder, if it would stop raining, man, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But we are cooped up. Oh, speaking of go, this is where I was gonna share this. I had a Facebook memory today from like. I don't know, eight, nine, something years ago. Um, and it was, we got to baptize Grace Hatcher in the ocean. Oh, cool. And her shirt says go in really big letters. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's a Fields of Faith shirt from a long time ago. But that's cool. I Shout love that. Shout out Grace. Yeah, we love Grace. Your go shirt from a long time ago. She prophesied it. Something like that. <laughs> so anyway, we are just chilling here, still at Sarah's parents. Um, like many of you probably are, 
I hope you're staying home and not the people that are spreading germs everywhere unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. I think the the more we stay on home, the hope is that the sooner we can get out. Yeah. So stay home because I went out. Sarah, I don't know. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw today. So we're recording on Monday night, the 30th. Yeah. So I saw today that Virginia extended their stay at home order until June 10th. No. I saw June 10th trending and I was like, please, Lord, don't. What is that? I reject that. And man, I just can't. I still wrap my mind around that. Like when President Trump made the announcement that he was extending it to April 30th, I had another moment. I've had lots of moments, but I just like this is hard. Yeah. This is I I'm the type like let's just hold our breath and get through it. It's going to be fine. See the positive. Blah 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 and then like when I saw April 30th, I was like mm, Yeah, okay. you kind of had a day. Like I did. you were off a little bit that day. It was yesterday. Was that yesterday? It feels like it was four days ago, but that was yesterday oh, that days, that happened. Days seem long. Weeks seem longer. Mm-hmm. Er, er. Yeah. And what's crazy is we're in like a super great situation. Yeah. You know, like we're staying at my parents. And we me have and all mom the food have that only we fought a couple times, which is You guys is have great. been doing really, really Thank well. You. I'm proud of you. Um, they have this love-hate relationship that is just fun. But um, anyways, it's just been really easy from the out like outside perspective right we have everything we need yeah we're like we don't have anybody in our immediate house that's in the medical field that Mm -hmm. has to be out Mm -hmm. um you know we're three of us are working from home like doing our jobs that happen outside of the home Mm -hmm. (laughs) from here um and our you know our kids are here and we pretty much don't have to leave the house except for groceries Mm mm-hmm yeah, and we don't know anyone personally that has the virus. Yeah. Or has struggled with that. It started to become more real this week hearing some people that we know having people that they know. Yeah. Um and like some celebrities and you know Joe Diffie died yesterday. Pickup man, you know? John yeah. Deere Green. Those were some of our our songs in like in our in like high school. Burnt CDs that we gave each other yeah. cuz we were like in That love. was you burnt pickup man for me on that CD like way long time ago. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes! Well, yep. anyway, so that's kind of where we're at right now. What we're up to. The boys start e-learning tomorrow, so if you think of me, you want to pray for me. That are would be you great. excited about that, or is this like? It's Cause hard because like, they had like two weeks of spring break, which is odd to scheduled. me in the first place, but scheduled. So when all of this happened, they didn't miss any school, right? And we we're like, so, cool, this is perfect. Like, yay. we're not going to have to go any longer into the summer. Like, this is yeah. great. So today I kind of tried to ease them into it of like, you have to be functional human beings. You have to use your brains. You can't play video games all day. They haven't really played video games all day. Just like 80% I mean, of the Today day. may be the closest <laughs> that they've come to that. <laughs> But I try to ease them into it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to them having something to do. Mm-hmm. But I just, I know it's going to be a lot of, a lot of work. So yeah, and then keeping Bear, the little one, occupied and doing my job, all the things. Yeah, Bear, we'll Bear's going to be the challenge. I think that's just the story of our entire <laughs> that's life. Just true. Gosh. Oh, he's going to listen to this when he's older someday and be like, "Hey, he probably won't." He it's won't fine. listen to it. He's like. That's dumb. 
You guys are dumb. <laughs> uh, so last week when we posted our podcast for the first time, we told you guys a little bit of our story over the last year. And um, we are now back in Indiana. Jonathan started working for a church up here. And we wanted to share a little bit more of the details of how that came to be. So in the fall and September, we went on a date and just kind of talk through our lives and it felt really scary because we were like okay we have a house we moved down to Georgia for a very specific reason and then it kind of felt like everything was up in the air yeah so Jonathan tell me like what was going through your mind because I know it was going through my mind at that point but what was going through your mind yeah I would say we probably had some pretty similar thoughts and feelings in that time mm-hmm. um I hit the point of like I was very confident that my time was ending. Our time was ending at the church we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that last week. Uh, and then I was like, okay, like something else will work out. Like we're in a hotbed for churches, like where we were, like yeah. tons of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, it seemed like the, the references that we got, the places we were connected to, just none of them seemed to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, for one reason or another. Or they were just far enough away that we would have to move. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if we really, because that's something that's important to us is to live in the community that we serve. We want right. to be in that area. And so to be 45 minutes away or even an hour away, we just knew we would have to move. And we're like, we're not going to move houses if it's just still in Georgia. Yeah. Um, no offense, Georgia, but. No offense. It was hard enough to move once. Mm-hmm. You know, let alone a second time and not, you know, pretty much have to start over. Because it's not like you're in a small town where you're moving from one end of town to the other. I mean, it's, you're moving across town to a completely new community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it, like at that point, we were just very tired. Like we had moved to Georgia. We had made the investment of relationships and things like that. And for God to be closing that door felt like, okay, we're going to have to do this all again. And which is hard to understand. Yeah. So I was kind of the week we went on our date to kind of figure out life. Um, it was almost like the DTR, like the define the relationship, <laughs> but like yep. define our life. Um, but I had been challenged in staff meeting that week by our campus pastor. Um, his question was, what's God whispering to you? You know, we talked about God's not an earthquake and the wind and the fire, you know, all this big stuff. He comes in the whisper sometimes, a lot of times it's in the whisper. And so that was my prayer that week was what's God whispering. And that same day I started like reading further on in that story. And this phrase, go back where you came from stuck out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh crap. <laughs> that was my initial, initial thought. Um, but I had read a phrase like that in the book of Jeremiah, I think like, I don't know, 10, 12 years before, um, kind of with this idea of, I basically used it to try to get us to go back to the college that we started. Oh, yeah, at. I forgot about um, that. And it, I didn't feel like it was like a divine word from God. It was like, hey, wait, I think I can connect this. Um, I think that's an important thing. Um, as we grow in our faith, we see times where, um, you know, a scripture we pulled out that felt self-serving at the time um, as to where we see scripture sometimes where it's not really what we want or it's seems not 
it doesn't seem logical. I think that's what I'm trying to say, that um, you should go forward in that way, but yet you know that it's from God. Mm -hmm. And I think that we fine-tune that and we figure that out as we go of how to read Scripture in a way to really hear what God has to say to us. Because you can use Scripture in any way you want. You really can. But when it's under the authority of the Holy Spirit, it's a different thing. And I think that's what you're describing of like, this felt like it was from God. Yeah. Yeah. That the one previously, like I just wanted to go back there. Like I loved being there for school at Olivet and Mm -hmm. like, that's where I just, I wanted to be. Um, now being removed from that, I can see like that wasn't where we were supposed to be. Like God had a very specific plan for us. And, um, you know, we even tried to make Olivet work and it just didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I, I was like praying over that. I didn't bring that home to you. I didn't tell you that. Um, so jumping back to our situation last fall, yep. when you were hearing from God that maybe we should be going back to where, from where we came yep. and didn't come home and share that with me. Why? I mean, I know why, but yeah. why? Um, I, I didn't share it with you because I wanted it to be that God spoke to both of us or God led us both separately. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we could come together and kind of affirm that together. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just, I'll pray on it. You know, if it's, if it's not of God, it'll go away. Um, and so I was like, that was on Monday and then Saturday we had our date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went out really, really nice Greek restaurant. It was really good. Um, we sat on the patio and, um, we just like started talking. Well, Sarah started talking and I stayed really quiet that night. I was so frustrated with you because I was like, here we, we like stopped the conversation we were having early that morning to have an intentional conversation on our date. And I had spent the afternoon in prayer and reaching out to my, my big sister for help and everything and talking through it. And I felt like God had spoke to me in a very um, clear way. And I hate when he does that because then I can't like fumble around with what he said and like kind of make up what mm-hmm. I want, but very clearly spoke to me. And so I I go to dinner and I'm sharing with you like, hey, this is what I think God is saying. I think he's saying that I need to just like unclench my fists and just let, let this go. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love my job. Yes, I love our house down there, but like I can't cling to these things. That's not what we signed up for when we got married. Like we decided to follow Jesus and to serve him in ministry. And yeah. so um, I'm like pouring my heart out in that way. And Jonathan's just being quiet. I'm like, uh-huh. Nodding. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm getting mad because I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I feel like I'm like releasing control and like really, really wrestling with this, but being obedient and, and you're just, sitting there yeah and at that point i still i didn't want to just jump on you're sharing this with me yeah i feel the same way um you know like it's really easy like i see that leading small groups all the time where you know somebody will share something you know hey how was your week oh it was it was all right it was hard because we had testing and then the next person be like yeah same as him and the next one's like yeah same like so i didn't want that to be our like big monumental conversation um but I didn't want to like push back against what you were feeling either. Cause I knew I was feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we finished up, we went home and, um, then the next morning I couldn't not tell you. Um, yeah. so I 
did my devotions and uh, and then I shared with you, hey, like this is what I like. I maybe even showed you my journal. Like this is what I like journaled last week and uh, and so then we were like, okay, like we know God's revealing that to us. We have to like physically make this start to happen. Mm-hmm. If that's gonna be where where He's leading us, then we've got to put you know put our our hold up our end. We've got to do work to to actually start that process of heading back to where we came from. Mm-hmm. And that was the the beginning of knocking on doors. Yeah, um, and we shared a little bit about that last week. Um, we basically um, we had a a friend who has a church and some some friends of ours have a relative at that church. And so word got back. And so we started a conversation with, with that church. And, um, you know, I was like looking every day, you know, who's posting jobs and what jobs are available and, um, just praying like, God, please just open the right doors. Um, and so then about middle of September, I saw that County line, the church we were at had two part-time worship pastor positions open. Um, and so, I I sent the the youth pastor there Dane sent him an email because we had a you know prior connection from being in Fort Wayne and it's like hey man uh, not sure if you even remember who I am but um, this is my situation you know we moved down here we're on our way out at the church we're at um, kind of looking to potentially be back in the area I really respect County Line um, know a lot about it I don't think you told me when you reached out. Or may, maybe you did just mention it, and I was just like, okay, like, you are definitely not going to be a worship pastor, so yeah. I don't know what you're... <laughs> and so I, t- I told him, I said, hey, I see you have two part-time worship pastor positions open. I'm not interested in either of those, um, but... Good lead-in. Yeah. Really good. Here's my resume. <laughs> um, if there's any, you know, transition happening within the organization, um, I would be up for a conversation. And so he's like, all right, cool. Thanks. You know, appreciate it. Sorry about your situation. Um, and I think maybe in that conversation, he asked if I was interested in adult ministry or um, student ministry. And I was like, well, my heart's definitely still student ministry. Um, and then didn't hear from him for a couple of days. And then I get this long email from him. And basically he says, okay, here's what I couldn't tell you two days ago, but it's been cleared with the right people. Uh, he said, unbeknownst to anybody, um, I am in the process of transitioning out of high school position and am g- moving within the church to a different position, um, you know, leading some more adult ministry and overseeing students and kids. And um, so the the timing of your email is incredible. Um, he said, my wife and I got to talk about it. Uh, and even if nothing works out with this, the timing of your email for us was like God saying, hey, trust me, I'm going to provide the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get this email response. I remember I can show you the exact place I was sitting at and was just floored and was like, holy crap, God, are, like, are you moving us back to Fort Wayne? Like to literally where we just moved from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I almost couldn't believe it. Um, and so I think I may have waited like a couple hours and then like called you and said, Hey, I got this email. Um, and so of course I responded back and I was like, I think I may have waited a little bit. So I didn't look like super desperate. <laughs> Don't want your desperate to show. Yeah. yeah I got that. Um, and I was like, 
I'm for sure interested. Like, let's start some conversations. And at that point, they had a timeline set um, that uh, would have put was us. Was not going to work well, yeah. It it wasn't, but it was very appealing for us. Yeah, that's true. Because the, the original thought was that you would start in June. That yeah. they would, like, start interviewing and all of that around the February time frame and then have somebody on board in June. And so for us, we knew that your job was going to be done at the end of October. And so for me, I was kind of pushing for June because I thought maybe you could do something temporary till we moved, but that would get the boys through school. And then that would give me more time at my job. Yeah. So we just started conversations with, with County Line and um, mostly with myself and Dane, the current high school pastor. And um, we ended up, we met, we were in Indiana for a wedding. Grace, who we've mentioned previously, we're up yeah. for her wedding. And um, we got to go grab coffee with Dane and his wife, Angela, and had a great time, like really connected well with them. And um, and then we were still like praying, God, open the right doors. You know, we mm-hmm. were talking to a few different churches, um, pretty much had narrowed it down to like the Fort Wayne area. Um, mm-hmm. And, but we're still really unsure of where God was leading. Well, yeah, and I think in my mind, and I just always feel like I'm kind of late getting there to to reality of things, but it still didn't feel real. It felt like, you know, no, maybe like things will just click at this church that we're at and it'll shift and it will all be good and it'll be this happy story. Or it was just really hard to wrap my mind around the fact that, okay, we're in Georgia, now we're not. And then to be back in the Leo area, right, and – So County Line is between Leo and Auburn. And so the Leo area is like what we had wanted to raise our kids in. Mm -hmm. Like that's the school we wanted them to go to and all of that. And so to have that option on the table um, was really hard for me. It was almost like I couldn't think about it being a reality until I knew for sure. Yeah. Because I wanted it so, so bad to, to get that back and to kind of get to have what I had prayed for before, um, become a reality for us. Yeah. And so we were, I think we both had our hearts set there. I don't know how blatantly we talked about that, that like just knowing what we knew about County line, knowing the position, knowing the area, um, like all of those, knowing the timing with, with Dane moving out and Angela and it being an answer to prayer. Not that we assumed it had to be us, but, um, it just helped to remind me that God was in the story. Yeah. Um, and But I don't think we really talked about, like, I think it was just like, well, God will open the right doors um, and he'll close the wrong doors. I think in that season, there was just a lot of prayer. Yeah. And I don't know how much talking we did with one another about the details of mm-hmm. things at that point. Yeah. So we were, I mean, going through the interview process and, if you're unfamiliar with ministry, um, the spouse kind of carries a lot of interview weight. I um, hate interviewing <laughs> for your jobs. Uh, so it it's a lot of pressure on both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we were in that season. I was finishing my time at 12 Stone where I was working, and I was trying to figure out what my next step was going to be, like mm-hmm. even if it was bridging between two jobs. So I was like going through like substitute teaching stuff and bus, bus driver. driver. That was like, my favorite. I kind of wanted you to deliver pizzas again. I thought about it, man. Like just trying to figure out something like if I'm not going to have a job for six or eight months, like 
I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it came to like the end of my, my employment and I was walking into a, basically a week off. And then the following week after that, I was going down to your brother's house, to Aaron's house, and we were going to hunt and just kind of take a spiritual retreat. I told him, Hey, listen, I'm going to come down and Monday, I'm just going to be in the woods from like sunrise to sunset. Um, I will hunt for sure. Um, struck out, didn't get anything, but, um, but I also, I just, I had books I wanted to read, just time to spend with God to pray. And, um, I think I kind of set that up. I think that was partly me of like, I knew you wanted to go hunting, but I was like, I think it'd be awesome for you to just get away. Yeah. You definitely pushed that. And I think it's when something you have I've young wanted. kids, you have to do that for your spouse sometimes, mm-hmm. like give them permission to just peace out and go do what they need to do. Yep. And I think we've, I think we've been good about giving each other permission at mm-hmm. times, bad about taking the permission right. and doing it. Um, but it was, I mean, like a spiritual retreat, I think a lot of people crave, mm-hmm. um, but don't really jump on. Um, and so when I went down there, it was like kind of a new normal for me. I was in this weird season where I wasn't working and didn't know what my next job was going to be. Um, but I had had enough interviews. I knew that the Tuesday after that, um, the Tuesday of that week was a big meeting at that County line where they were going to try to make some decisions or just help us see what the process would look like for us. Yep. Yep. So I didn't tell Sarah, but that week leading up to it, I kind of got to this point where I was like, you know what? I'm tired of praying vague prayers. Um, you know, we just prayed, God, open the door, close the door. That doesn't, that isn't the right fit. Um, and it was interesting. I, we have, we kind of, today we didn't really get to talk. Um, so, um, I haven't even told Sarah this, but, um, I was reading, we're going through, um, draw the circle by Mark Batterson. Um, and today's was about like, don't pray vague prayers. Like Hmm. if you pray vague prayers, it kind of shows a lack of faith. If you're not praying for specific things, you're never going to know if God answers your prayers or not. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking maybe like his books kind of influenced this decision for me. Um, but (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm going to start praying specifically. Mm -hmm. So I wrote out a list of eight things. And we, we have this joke now because you know how sometimes couples will have a spending limit. So like you can't spend more than this without discussing it with the other person. So big purchases, well, I'm kind of in the in the field of you can't pray big specific prayers without like including the other person. Without at least telling the other person. I would person. like to be able to approve your prayer life. That's all I'm saying. That's, okay, fair that's, enough. <laughs> that's real healthy, isn't it? Now go on. So I wrote out this list and um, the first thing on the list was County Line. Like I, just, I wanted a job offer from County Line. Mm-hmm. I knew that that's where my heart was. Um, the second thing on the list was a January start date. Um, that was the one that we weren't like totally on board. Yeah. Everything else I think was in agreement, but that one was, um, we hadn't really come to a conclusion in our Mm -hmm. marriage. I was in the boat of crunching numbers and looking at finances. Like as I mean, for a long time, the primary breadwinner Mm -hmm. and like, I can't like, I can't make up for this gap that I'm missing for just like a six or eight month window. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that pressure was starting to get to me. Um, and I completely understood the June thing and wanted, you know, I wanted that to be the way it worked. 
Um, it was just hard to see it as a reality. Yeah. I think on my end, just getting the boys through their school year and not moving at Christmas time and not getting boxes out because we had just moved in. And so, like, I have a little bit of trauma with cardboard boxes. Yeah. In case anybody would like to know. But yep. um, anyway, so that was kind of the thing that we were at. We weren't at odds about, but we had different perspectives that we had to work through. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it's March, right? So yep. if we hadn't moved back, we would be sitting in this pandemic in Georgia. Yeah. Away from family and all of that. So part of that for me is like, okay, God knew where he needed us, when he needed us, and God's always right and all those things. Yeah. But so Anyways, I, back to I had my my line. retreat. I, I, Mark Batterson talks about praying circles around things. So I literally, in my journal, wrote out these eight prayers multiple times and just would pray over them and circle them as I was praying. Um, and so that was kind of my, my eight prayers. And um, so then I come back, and that Thursday I got a phone call from from County Line, um, and it was a job offer. Uh, and I think four of those eight prayers were answered just by having that phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, a fifth one was uh, was that our boys would be excited about it, and so we got to talk to them later that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll always remember that because we pulled them. We were in our room sitting on the bed and pulled the boys in, and we're like, "Hey, boys! Like, we want to tell you something." And and they knew they knew that something was coming. Mm-hmm. Like they knew we were leaving. 12 stone they knew i mean they knew stuff was happening yep and that was an intentional decision we wanted them to be in prayer with us and we got some advice from a former youth pastor todd owens who's been really significant in our lives and our faith specifically and he was just like allow your kids to have their faith develop and grow through this season so we did that so they were praying about it and to get to tell them that we were moving home was really exciting yeah and we kind of included them we're like all right we've got these two options on the table um you know what which one would you guys pick you're not making the decision but which one would you pick if they could if you could and they picked county line where we're at and it was it was a really sweet moment and um you know getting to call our parents while we were sitting there and Mm. um I don't know. It was just a lot I think our parents prayed us back. I really, really do think that. But it's so sweet because, like, since we've moved back, one time Beck and I were talking. Beck's our middle middle son, and he's five. And he was saying, he was like, I know that God told you guys to go to Georgia, but then I think God heard us and wanted us to live our best life. So he let us move back to Indiana. It's almost (laughs) like he prayed us back, which is just so cute. But God wanted him to have his best life. I think that's a really cool story like of him to be able to tangibly see answered prayer Mm -hmm. i just i want our kids to have a real faith like i was talking to a student tonight we were just texting back and forth it's actually a student turned friend now um and she just has this rare authentic faith that i just love and it's always a breath of fresh air to me and um in a world where i feel like there's a lot of shallow simplistic faith and that they don't wrestle with it it's just kind of like yeah it's a category of my life it's not my whole life and this student has this real authentic faith and i'm like oh lord let me grow and cultivate that in our children and i think even though i would love to give them just simple ride like these things are really cool yeah sidebar 
if you can be involved in student ministry and have your own kids around students, there's risk there. It's a little scary at times. Some of you know <laughs> who I'm talking to uh-huh. or about. Um, Mark and Logan. But Mark and Logan, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and Connor. But And Connor, yeah. <laughs> um, but it you get a lot of built-in role models and heroes for these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've experienced is a lot of those are those those kids that they get to be around, you know, like that you were just talking about. And even the ones that we were scared about, mm-hmm. like those kids have awesome faith and our yeah. kids have gotten to be influenced by them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just cool to watch that. It is really cool. And I, I think kind of pulling that into what we're going through right now with the coronavirus pandemic and being forced to stay home and all of that, this is really a time to develop that authentic faith you know what, am I going to follow Jesus? Am I going to believe in him even when life is scary? You know, or is it going to be just a faith that kind of gives me some good feelings and it's what other people do, so that's what I do? Or is this something that you're really going to step into? Because the opportunity for ministry right now is so incredible. People are scared. People need Jesus. People need to be able to go to God firsthand and not just through someone else. Um, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot, how the people um, in Moses's day, so when Moses was leading them out of Egypt and they were wandering in the desert, they wanted Moses to talk to God because they were too scared to talk to God themselves. And I think that we do that. Mm. We want our pastor to talk to God for us and then tell us what we should believe or do. We want the author or whoever and so to get to talk to god firsthand this is the time for that you can't go to church right now you can go to church online and that's really good too but i think this is just a huge window of opportunity to meet jesus firsthand yeah you just brought up something that i i feel like i've been trying to live out but haven't consciously thought about but like we have a generation of kids in our houses right now that can see they have the opportunity to see a really really authentic faith in us Mm. um and like you said like it's not just fluff and fun like i mean we've been praying with our kids every night god like crush this coronavirus god like bring us out of this and let it all be to your glory that Mm -hmm. that we made it out of this and like those kids um you know kind of like like the world war ii generation kids that that saw the depression and like they come out of that different, way different than, mm-hmm. you know, having a cush, easy life. Yeah. And so it is scary to, like, for the kids, for, like, we have a seven and a five-year-old. And even our three-year-old talks about the coronavirus, you know. like He does. Um, and we don't watch the news with them a whole lot, but they're aware. Um, and it's scary to, to know that that could terrify them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a huge opportunity for us to cultivate a faith in them. That's super authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think this generation is what's going to bring revival Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe through this. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope so. I hope that, um, faith isn't just an option, you know, but that it's essential to people and their lives. And, um, I think that hardship can sometimes usher us into revival. I wish that, that wasn't the case. Now, I'm not saying that I think that God is doing this coronavirus to bring people right. to him. I think he uses these types of things for good. Like yeah. he he's able to take horrible things and turn them into good. And yeah. it doesn't feel good right now. 
it doesn't like but I also I want my kids and I want the students that we lead and the people that we serve to know Jesus and I really hope that they can do that right now I mean we still can have a thousand distractions in our home I mean I can think of all these craft projects and Netflix shows that I could watch and whatever else and so the fact that we've had so much eliminated from us and we're still able to distract ourselves from God, I think really highlights the problems that we have in our culture right now. Yeah. Man, so good. Um, kind of along those same, you know, we've, we've gotten so much taken from us. Um, and I think we've kind of under, not kind of, we've underappreciated and undervalued the idea of meeting together mm-hmm. for community worship like your sunday morning worship service yeah your wednesday night youth group your sunday night youth group i think before this i kind of liked the whole online thing like hey one of our kids is sick so i gotta like stay home mm-hmm. in my pajamas and yeah. watch well, we the had church. <laughs> a season in november and december where we weren't employed at a church mm-hmm. for the first time in our eight marriage. years yeah oh, i mean yeah. basically our marriage mm-hmm. that we, we didn't have to go to church on Sunday morning and we nice. took that time to stay home and eat biscuits and gravy and yep. watch church online and mm-hmm. sleep in a little bit. And that was amazing. And now we're forced to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was great to eat biscuits and gravy yesterday, but like I miss worshiping with people. I do too. I love Sunday morning when you walk into church and you see 20 people's faces that you know and love and they feel like home and they feel like family and and we're still building that and developing that at county Mm -hmm. line but i have the hope that that's coming and i think that that will be even stronger as we've had it taken away from us that we will appreciate it all the more and i hope that people linger after church service you know that they don't run out the door i keep thinking like as we're watching service like we've got like the chats going during the live feeds and things like that and like can we just like do a Zoom hangout after service? Like where we just link everybody to a Zoom chat and then it can just be like the church lobby and it'll be <laughs> chaos and our kids will be running around and mm-hmm. just be nuts. But Do you think other people feel that way or is this just our hyper extra? Extra. I don't know. What, what am I trying? How do you say extrovert in that form? Extroversion? I don't like it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. We're not extrovert. <laughs> We're not introverts. So I just wonder, I think introverts want to see people. They might not want to have, like, they might not want to walk into church and be the one talking the whole time, but I think that they want to be. Yeah. I did see a tweet from an introvert that was like, listen, I know the jokes are out there about introverts loving this, but like, we need real intimate human connection. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a, that's a real thing. I think so too. Um, man. And I like. I keep hearing pastors or, you know, people talking about whether it's Facebook posts or Twitter or, you know, just sermons even talking about, can you imagine what it's going to be like the next time we get to worship together? Mm-hmm. And we sat last night for like 20 minutes because I feel like Paul said something like exactly like that. And like, I just had this thought in my head and it just, I feel like we're in a similar time where were <laughs> may or a situation similar you know mm-hmm. paul was going around from church to church and um you know all those missionaries in the early church and they're like man i can't wait to worship with you guys again and i can't wait to just be back in church with our people 
Um, I saw another tweet. Sorry, I'm going to refer to tweets a lot. All the tweets. Um, but I saw a tweet that w- that said, we're going to have two Easter Sundays this year. We're going to have the Easter Sunday that is on Easter Sunday that we're going to celebrate in our homes. And then we're going to really have Easter Sunday when we're all able to worship together again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, we're in, in a new time of ministry, mm-hmm. um, a new time of being a Christian, just because of being trapped in our houses right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it'll be a new time to be a Christian once we're able to worship together. Mm-hmm. And this this is something that's so important to me and important to us. And I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I I want people to have a faith in a relationship with Jesus that's not through someone else. And I just think that we get to do that so easily through the church, right? That we get to kind of sit in the back seat and let someone else have that connection, have that relationship. And this is like saying no more, you know, like, and so I pray that people are able to open their Bibles and hear from God. And you might not feel like you are a Bible scholar, scholar, and you know, all the things that doesn't matter. Don't let that intimidate you from opening God's word. Like when you are ready to seek God and you seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. He promises us that. And so I just hope that in, in these desperate times that people will, We'll really search for God. Good stuff. Good stuff. We had kind of talked about the idea of hope. Yeah. What hope do you have currently in this situation? I have hope that God is still supreme. He's still sovereign. Um, and I have hope that this is going to be over at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like it's really going to take a toll. Um, but, um, like in our devotions with our students that we had this week, um, from Ecclesiastes three, every, everything has a season. Mm -hmm. Um, and so no matter if it's a good season or a bad season, it's going to come to an end and you're going to hit a different season. Um, and right now we're kind of in a really difficult season, um, but it's going to end. And I think there's hope in that. And as, as the church, big C church, like we have hope that we are going to be able to gather again. Um, and ultimately we're going to be able to be in heaven together one day. Um, so I think you've got like the kind of the more short, short term hope mm-hmm. and then the, you know, the eternal long term hope there. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I feel like the first thing I thought of was that I hope I don't have to make dinner every night. <laughs> Man, <laughs> which I did tonight. There's actually. been a lot more dinner family dinners right now there have been which is really great and optimistic and also a lot of work and a lot of cleanup hey i and made I dinner tonight. help right now i made dinner tonight you did yeah frozen pizza and pizza rolls yeah and my mom cleans up like every night because we're staying with with them right now so that's fantastic but i'm just saying like it's nice to go out to eat so that's my hope that i can go out to eat again that's what i care about right now food yeah. um i also i hope that that it will end sooner than what it looks like it's going to end i hope that i'm able to use this time well i hope that i have patience and that god would give me lots of patience with e-learning all the Uh, patience (laughs) but i do i hope that god would use this that the pain involved with this could be productive and used for his glory and that um that people would stay safe and healthy. 
I got lots of hopes. And I don't know what's going to play out, but I do know that God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. What is the... F- I always forget. God is good all the time. All the time. All the time. God is good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, okay. I saw a really cool thing. John Krasinski. He had the Good News Channel. Or the, is that what it was called? Some Good News? I think it's I SGN. Good News Network. G-N-N? I don't know. I think I'm right. Something. But he did an entire like 15-minute news show all focused on good news and a conversation with Steve Carell. That was sad. I teared with up. With Steve Carell? Oh, yes. I, I did a little bit, but it was hilarious, too. It was hilarious, but it was sad. But if you get a chance, look it up. It's on John Krasinski's Twitter. It was sad in a good way. It was. It's a really. It, there's a lot of hope in it. There's a lot of just good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we need more of that. I think it's important to to acknowledge that there's terrible things happening right now. But I think you need to have some of that good news in your day to brighten it up a little bit. I agree. Also, we did a prayer time for healthcare workers mm-hmm. just with our church. And it was just really cool. And I've heard of other places doing that. Like Muncie just did a one at the at the hospital with tons of people that showed up. Um, pray for pray for healthcare workers. Yeah, I'm so thankful for what they're doing. And like as we were praying for them the other night, I like just got overwhelmed with thankfulness because I know like my friends who are in the medical field who have the biggest hearts, mm-hmm. who are very competent. Like one of my friends, I told her I was like, listen, if I was not feeling well if i was sick i would want you in charge and she was like probably you know like a lower (laughs) personality but um i would um and so i'm just really thankful for her and i'm thankful for anybody who is putting on that mask and risking their lives to help other people and be maybe the only social support they can get right now so thank you for that we will be praying for you and guys i pray that you would go and encounter jesus Maybe you have to stay and encounter Jesus, but that you would do that this week. That you would make this time intentional. Love it. That's all we got. Peace out. Bye.